Welcome back to another edition of Billy West Live. It's my great pleasure to welcome the Executive Director of the Louisiana School for Math, Science, and the Arts, Dr. Steve Horton. Steve, welcome to Billy West Live. Thank you for having me here with you today. Well, it's great to have you. I had the good fortune last week of being able to join in a tour of the Louisiana School. And as a Natchitoches native, I live here, I take it for granted, I drive by your school every day, but I was literally blown away by what I had seen last week. And I wanted to give you the opportunity to come on the show and talk about in general, first of all, let's talk about the history of the Louisiana School uh, and its mission. And then we'll talk about the particulars and the wonderful upgrades that have happened recently. The Louisiana School is one of Louisiana's uh, best stories. But it, it is correct when you drive by the school, if you don't see a lot of activity in front of the school, you think, well, that's just part of, of Northwestern's campus, but it's not. It's its own unique high school setting, but so much goes on beyond the wall of what we all know as the old Natchitoches High School or the old Natchitoches Trade School. That, that journey for Louisiana School began in 1982, and it was a, a, a question of a dream uh, that came between Jimmy Long, Bobby A. Lost, uh, Dave Treen and, and uh, Don Kelly, both Senator Kelly and Senator uh, Representative Long at the time. And it was stemmed out of a meeting in North Carolina uh, at the North Carolina School for Math, Science, and the Arts, which is our sister institution. If they were able to accomplish a residential setting for high school students and offer those students the best college preparatory experience they could in a residential setting, why couldn't we do something like that in Louisiana? And after, you know, hundreds of conferences and lots of under, um, I, I'd say, behind-the-scenes work on behalf of all four of them, all of a sudden Louisiana School formed. It was, began as the Louisiana School for Gifted and Talented Students, and it mm-hmm. was changed to Louisiana School for Math, Science, and the Arts. Because not every student at the Louisiana School meets a gifted and talented criteria. All of the students at Louisiana School are very high achieving in the academic area. So that's where the name changed in uh, the fall of 1983, 84 was when they be brought in the first junior class. Uh, so they came to North Natchitoches uh, to the Louisiana school and ran everything out of two residence halls that were borrowed from Northwestern. And over the years, we acquired the high school building, uh, we acquired the Natchitoches trade school building, we acquired the old men's gymnasium from Northwestern and since then built a Center for Performance and Technology and then most recently a a living learning complex. So after nearly 40 years, we were able to return those two residence halls back to Northwestern that we borrowed for, quote, five years. Uh, 40 years later, we were able to return them. Well, 40 years uh, ago, you know, like you say, but as somebody who went to Natchitoches Central and walked those halls. When I walked in the building, some of it was familiar, but very little. Uh, it, it's just changed so drastically, and it's so first class. And the new residence dorms that were just built, a, a giant capital outlay project funded by the state. But talk about the new residence halls and what that brings and that dynamic that it brings to Louisiana School. The Louisiana School's mission is all based on a residential setting that gives the kids a, an opportune living, learning experience because so many things that we teach at the Louisiana School come from that living component. Uh, we ran this residence program using Prudhomme and Caddo Halls for, like I said, nearly 40 years. So the idea of creating a living learning complex up on the front of campus with our already uh, established uh, campus setting, put all the kids together for the first time and allows us to do programming that we weren't able to do in the older residence halls. 
um, the, the guys were living in Prudhomme and that was a down the hall bathroom. The girls were living in Caddo and that was a suite for six girls. Now we're all in suites for four. Mm -hmm. All the rooms look alike. They all have state of the art Wi-Fi. They have uh, in, the, in the building a demonstration kitchen. We have activities comp uh, areas. We have study halls. We have a large uh, atrium area where the kids can just hang out. But a lot of our programming in the residence hall is built on traditions. Um, you know, we have a, a fire pit outside, and a lot of our evenings, like today, I imagine when the weather cools off, today or even last night will be one of the first times that they're outside uh, using the fire pit. Uh, so a lot of things we do are, are meaningful in that area. But you know, when you when you're with them from eight to three as a regular school, that's one type of learning. Mm -hmm. But when you're with them from eight in the morning till eight in the morning till eight in the morning, yes, it's a whole different setting. So the living learning experience when you gather it together makes for a, 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 an experience those kids are going to get in college. But when you get it in high school and you're there with them for three years, those are three of the most important developmental years in a child's life. Is their tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grade? And I can only assume, but the synergy of having those kids. You know, really on your campus, I mean, like right next door, as opposed to being a quarter of a mile away or having to walk. It wasn't that far, but it was a, a little walk. But the security of the kids, uh, having them there, having them captured, mm -hmm. but also having them in, in an, a really uh, dynamic environment together where they can learn. And, and so many laboratory classes that they have, too, that are so cool that they could probably do all evening. It's just a neat environment. We, we run a college schedule. We're Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday. We start classes at 8.30 instead of 8 o'clock, but we go to 9 at night, just like we would if we were on a college campus. Gives the kids a lot of chances to schedule lots of classes. We have some students who take the equivalent of 26 credit hours of coursework a semester, but most of our kids take the equivalent of 18 credit hours. That's six courses times the three hours in the classroom. So there's a lot of time they do have off and they enjoy that freedom to roam the campus, uh, to roam the Northwestern campus. They have certain privileges that allow them to go into the community. Mm -hmm. um, so our kids have driving privileges depending on where they are in their reward system is what we call it. Um, it's kind of like living at home. Uh, they, they, they enjoy freedoms until they violate the freedoms and then when they violate them there's a consequence. It's the same We've uh, dealt with structure. The yeah, <laughs> it's, a lot of Louisiana schools parenting. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And, and look, you have very um, interesting kids. And it's, by the way, it's it, it, interesting to learn last week. It, it's not all kids that just scored 30 or 35 on the ACT. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are kids that apply and there's a rigor, rigorous application process. But it's really neat to hear the stories and have you tell and the other teachers last week tell the stories about your alumni and how successful they've been, but how they give back to the school. Talk about that a little bit and how proud you are of your alums. Since the first graduating class, and that was the spring of 1985, completed, we have over 5,000 graduates, and they're everywhere. Uh, it's a misconception that all of them leave the state. They don't. Uh, probably 65 to 70% of our graduates are in Louisiana, making Louisiana their home, and are giving back to Louisiana for the education that the state provided them. The other 30% would be all over the country, all over the world, but we have to remember that not every job that our students want are in Louisiana, so they went looking for their careers, but they give back wherever they are. Our alumni believe that no student should be denied the Louisiana school experience. And I say that first because Louisiana school is public. The students do not pay to go to Louisiana school. The taxpayers pay that as part of our, of our uh, educational mission in the state. The students do pay a very minimal boarding fee that came into play the very first year 
it's basically the same amount as it was 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. But our alumni believe if a student comes forward and cannot afford that minimal fee, they will pay for it. So we have a Louisiana School Foundation that's a 501c3, and they have contributed thousands and thousands of dollars to cover expenses for students who could not afford them otherwise. Um, neat thing about it is that their policies or criteria are not invasive, meaning you don't have to sell your soul or tell all of your family's dark secrets to qualify. There's a very short, um, when the parents are aboard, um, as long as that they give us enough evidence to show that there is a need, we reach out to the alumni and it's covered. It's a, it's a the most rewarding experience to watch when you do an all call for students who are coming to us from Terrebonne Parish because their schools were all washed out. Right. We took 40 students late mm -hmm. and we did a reach out to our alums saying we have 40 students coming in. Some of them are coming in without clothes. Some of them are coming in um, where the whole family's living has been taken away in a matter of seconds and we receive about $40,000 in gifts from alumni to cover expenses for those kids, whether it's college app fees, um, whether it's going on a college visit, whether it's covering clothes, mm -hmm. dresses for a Sadie Hawkins dance, right. they do everything. Well, it, it, it's neat to hear those stories last week. You're, you're so proud to have your alums who have pride in their institution, who want to give back the way they do. And obviously a lot of them have gone on to be very successful. But I also learned last week, it's the Louisiana School for Math, Science, and the Arts. I mean, not only the hard sciences, but the humanities aspect of it. And th th those are things that these kids are getting a really full, wide-ranging education and sort of can choose their career. They don't come here just to be a scientist or, or be an artist. They can kind of pick and choose as they go through the program. They, they earn the Louisiana High School Diploma, no question. We have a, a, a unique legislation that allows the Louisiana School Governing Board of Directors to edict curriculum, guide curriculum. And that board is uh, comprised of lots of people from all over the state who are in positions of authority like the director of special education for the state or the director of gifted education. They together created the curriculum and we keep that curriculum fresh because of the work our faculty do. They, they govern curriculum, the board just approves it, but we, we're offering them college level education. So when they leave us, they have the high school diploma, but they also have the Louisiana school diploma. And that's the diploma that requires them to cross all of the disciplines so they, if they're a science person, they're still going to have humanity requirements, vice versa as well. But we have students who come in who say, I'm going to be hard science, mm -hmm. walk out hard science, but they have concentration coursework in, in choir or chorus. Mm -hmm. And they may go on to college and major in chemistry or have a minor in dance. It's because they found a love for something at the Louisiana school and they've capitalized on it. Um, that's the neatest part is that they may come one way and think that I'm hardcore humanities and walk out as a biologist. Well, as an educator, it has to be so uh, wonderful for you to witness and to watch these kids at this age mm -hmm. really flourish and grow, like you said, at the developmental age they're at, but to watch these kids get exposed to the experience that is the Louisiana School for Math, Science, and the Arts. And, and another thing that people don't understand until they get into the school and look around, we have a full athletics program. That was Dr. Alloff's dream at the very beginning, that every student mm -hmm. would play flag football, every student would take mm -hmm. a PE class every semester. Now, we don't do that exactly in that respect anymore, but we do encourage students to take a PE class every semester 
Uh, we have a full athletic program. We have legislation that allows our students to play for Natchitoches Central or St. Mary's if they so desire, as right. long as the educational experience at the school is not compromised. We just can't, we're not an LHSAA organization because our students couldn't meet the requirements Mm -hmm. um, for participation and attendance when they have five tests on a Friday, right. the tests come first and we would have to forfeit a game. And if we forfeit a game in LHSAA, it's, it's a, a serious fine. So we offer our own programming. We have, uh, we call it club sports, but everything from basketball to volleyball, co-ed volleyball, girls basketball, flag football. Uh, we teach courses in boxing, uh, karate, weightlifting, um, just core fitness. It's, it's not the normal PE one two three. It's it's very focused activity courses that the kids can leave us with, and they they're a better person. Their wellness uh, has been capitalized as a result of it. Not just the not just the skills, but they feel like they are better people as a result of it. Well, as as we finish up for Louisiana School for Math, Science, and the Arts with Dr. Steve Horton, what are some things maybe the Louisiana School needs moving forward? Uh, you know, everybody needs money. Everybody needs more funding nowadays with the cost of everything going up. But how, how is the Louisiana school funded, and are there other needs? We're funded through the um, governor's office, a combination of, of support straight from the division of administration or the governor's office. We do receive MFP money from all of our students who come to us, and we have 360 kids from all over the state. So they bring with them their MFP from their parish. Of course we need money. Um, I, would, I would be crazy to say I didn't. Mm -hmm. But um, we, if we're going to stay current and, and align with the missions of schools around the country that are like us, and if we want to continue prepping them for college, well, definitely there are things that are, are important nowadays. And a lot of it is wellness work, but a lot of it is hands-on opportunities to vent, to use your hands as a way of expression. So. Our uh, alumni through our foundation are, are venturing into the first capital campaign that we'll ever have, and it's for the creation of a builder's maker space, but also a very comprehensive wellness program that will collide. But it's all with the intention of giving kids a chance to show themselves using their hands or their minds. Uh, so that's going to be our next big capital campaign um, now that we're in the residence hall. That's cool. And we're so grateful for the state for funding that. Well, you have such neat, eclectic kids. Uh, I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of them through the years, and, and it's just neat to see these really bright, you know, kids who are going to be the future of our state and, and our country. And these kids go to Duke. They go to Stanford. They go to the Ivy League. But I was also pleased to learn last week that, what, 70, 60, 70 percent of them go to LSU or stay in state. Uh, but a lot go to LSU in, in the Honors College of the 125 kids we graduated last year, 67 are at LSU in the Honors College. Yeah, I mean, that's just really neat. And to keep it in state and those kind of things. And to finish our interview, you, I learned something last week. I had read about it before, but didn't see it until you spoke about it last week. The time capsules. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the coolest things. Tell our listeners uh, about the time capsules that uh, go on at the Louisiana school. One of the traditions is right before graduation, the kids will gather things that they want to remember themselves by for the class of 1985, if that makes sense. They'll gather it and put it in a capsule and bury it somewhere on campus and they don't tell anybody where they're buried. And when they would return for their 20-year reunion, they would dig the capsule up, open it up, and bam, everything is there for you. And we all knew that and we all knew those experiences were there, but when we created we have a, a plaza called Ever and Eagle Plaza, and that's our basically our alumni have a chance to show the support for the school and what they did for the, the them. But in the plaza, we realized that tradition was a lot for our students. 
we created capsules that it's a circular, um, it's a round plaza in the, the fire pits in the middle. Around it are depositories for each of the time capsules for the next 20 years of classes. So our logic would be is we purchase the stainless steel tubes. Mm -hmm. We would give that tube to the class the week of graduation. They would put all of their stuff in there and the night before graduation, we would deposit the tube into their slot in the uh, plaza. When they came back 20 years later, they would take the tube out, they would pull all of their things out, and then the next class would deposit theirs in their place. Okay. But we have tubes all over the campus. We have no <laughs> idea where they are. Yeah. We realize that probably some of them are under the residence hall because kids may have, classes may have buried them out in what we called Eagle Field. Right. And when they get back to unload it, they may realize they don't have it anymore. <laughs> this gives everybody a chance to know that their, their, their capsules are safe. Well, what a neat tradition. I can only imagine 20 years from now what kids in this year's class are going to be putting in their time capsules, mm -hmm. but how fascinating to think back 20 years and to what they were thinking then, and, and again, how they may have captured time uh, for us to experience it 20 years later. Yes. It has to be fascinating for you. The whole story is a great story. That is just a neat thing, but uh, folks in Louisiana, uh, in, in, in Natchitoches area in particular, but all around Louisiana, have something to really be proud of. And I appreciated the time you gave me last week with the tour and being able to join another group that was touring campus. Uh, it was just eye-opening, mind-blowing, uh, impressive to say the least. But Dr. Steve Horton, it's been uh, my great pleasure to have you on, you on Billy West Live to promote the Louisiana School for Math, Science, and Arts right here in Natchitoches. It's really great to have you on the program. I appreciate you. And you're, anyone is welcome to come to the school and let us show, show you what we have. There's a lot going on behind those walls. It's a fascinating, fascinating place. Dr. Steve Horton's been our guest on Billy West Live. Thank you, Steve. Thank you.